Broadcasting from occupied territories, War the Flea Media, it's the Reality Dysfunction Podcast. A space where a diverse group of brown folk from across the nation explore the political experiences and social future of our Chicano Latino community. Control the narrative, resist the dysfunction. This is Dr. Ernesto Morales here with the Reality Dysfunction crew. Uh, we decided to go live today because we normally, um, normally we, uh, record, but, um, you know, we were just like, this is too much. This is a little bit too much. What's happening. So, um, like I said, my name is Ernesto Morales. We're going to start up, uh, we're going to go with Carolina who's right next to me. This is introduce yourself you guys here with the reality. Hello. Uh, my name is Carolina Sanchez. Um, I'm coming from Redlands, California predominantly white uh, right now middle of the road but you know still you know, just like, still still white conservative so <laughs> what's happening so uh like i said my name Reiner. is Alice. we're gonna start up uh we're gonna go with carolina oh, you, you guys you guys gotta mute your uh, you gotta mute your Hello. facebook page uh, my name is carolina sanchez um i'm coming from redlands california predominantly white Right Hello, this is Mil Mascaris coming from Lansing, Michigan. Still, still white conservative, so. All right, Francisco. Uh, Francisco Lopez coming to you from uh, Inland Empire, California. I mean, uh, Cecilia. You got to mute your Facebook page. Wait a minute. I, I didn't realize still- I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia Lovetta, born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan, but coming from East Point today. All right. East Point's outside of Detroit. For those of you that don't know, now you know. Uh, Danny Sosa. <laughs> Dan Sosa, I am in Saginaw, Michigan currently. All right. Alexandra Lozada. Hey, y'all. Alexandra Lozada coming to you from the East Coast. Okay. JCV. You're muted. It's the danger of live broadcasting. Que pasa, people? Juan Carlos Vega here, Boricua, living in D.C., but currently in Strasburg, Virginia. Right. And then Carlos Hernandez. Carlos Hernandez coming from San Antonio, Texas. Y'all, what's going on in the Just been confirmed one person shot at the Capitol. One person shot at the Capitol. Oh, my gosh. Tear gas. Tear gas. People getting shot. Where's the police? The, the Capitol Police is as big as any city. They were overrun. That's what the news are saying. Yeah. Were but they overrun or did they let them in? I don't know, man, but that's what I thought. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you said the it. But service are now there as well as the National Guard. They're all moving in now. They requested 200 military people to come in into the city and the mayor Bowser put a lockdown at 6 p.m. All I know is that I saw on C-SPAN some of these protesters just beating down and breaking the glass windows at the Capitol, right? And I'm like, where's the police? Like, where's the people trying to stop this? And then when the people, Black Lives Matters were happening in downtown D.C. and HMN stores and Old Navy stores were getting broken, then the police were there you know and things were really happening so i don't understand you know i i, I don't fool and i i worked at the library of congress which is part of the u.s capitol con- complex and it's pretty tight security so i don't i don't know i have some 
you know, concerns on, you know, such a big police in a small place being overrun, you know, in these places that people can't get in. They broke into the Capitol. Right. I don't I don't see no smoke ca or some, any uh, tear gas canisters going off in this uh, feed that I'm seeing. I, I don't see them lined up and just like beating up on people. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They let the tear they let the tear gas off inside the Capitol. That's why they were passing yeah, but, out those. That's why they passed out. But why are all these people up on the ste on the steps right now? And there's, and the, you know, they're not seconds. supposed to be there. That's only for Congress people, the press. To before 9/11, that was open to the public, but not anymore. You still have a few thousand people hanging out in there because they broke into the complex area and they just can't get him out and you know the 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 looser president doesn't say can you please get out somehow he's feeling like you know it's kind of okay even though i guess he's tweeting you know more crap before he leaves to see what conservative commentators say because i'm pretty sure it's only us liberal snowflakes who riot yeah well <laughs> you know what they say fuck your feelings like get home go home I mean White people have a history of rioting, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, a history of it. I mean, there, there's like a there's like a 500 year history of white people rioting in this country. I mean, they don't like something, they riot. You know, Tulsa, Detroit. I mean, all these race riots, right? And that's what they always are. And, and ultimately, that's what this is too. It's a race riot. You know, this isn't about upholding the Constitution. This is about their fear, right? of being replaced as the dominant species in North America. That that's what this is. That, and that's all this is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean it's a this is I would like to say it's shocking, but it's really not and it's not because these fools have been saying for the past 2 or 3 weeks we're going to storm this place, right? But everybody's all like, "Oh, they'll never do that because they're Americans, blah blah." I don't know what the fuck that means. They're Americans. They've been but, saying that I mean, no because of the constitution. Like that's going to stop this kind of thing from happening. I mean, clearly didn't. But yeah, yeah. you know what? That's a good point. How many weeks have we? They've been saying, you know, January fifth, January fifth, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something big's going to happen. They've, I mean, yeah. and they've been, you know, threatening violence and you know breaking in and taking over for months, even for like years, years, right? Yeah, so all the way all from four years. From the where's the police lining up? Where's the police yeah. lining up? I yeah. want to know where's the police lining up. Well, I mean, but the other thing is, your police lining up. We heard you. They know, <laughs> they know, they know that they're going to be treated. They're bold because they know that they're going to be treated differently. Yeah, mm -hmm. they know Absolutely. if they if they got the if they got you know the 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 African American treatment or the Chicano treatment or the leftist treatment, they wouldn't be so bold. They know that they're going to be handled at least for a while with some kid gloves. I mean, if they know, had, yeah, of course, it, right? And, any and Latino, Latino, not just Chicanos, but let's be clear, any right. Latino, anybody, yeah, not, non -white anybody, skin, anybody right? that's brown not or white. identifies as brown, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, not yeah, white. it's like race is was written into the Constitution, right? It's not like a, you know, not a, like an implicit or like, or that's not a like what is it called? Social a non-implicit thing. It's implicit oh. that like race is written into the constitution and like our whole society american size society but like modern society right post-colonialism is based on the oppression of people of color for white capital it's because we live in this like capitalistic police state that was created by you know us thinking that we have an actual democracy which we don't 
that like this is like the cause of that so you know revolution but not this revolution and Ernesto didn't you say like a couple weeks back that like by any uh other country standards we are technically and have been living and existing in an ongoing race war but because we live in Sparkle Town USA um we won't call it that I mean who said that Someone said that. I cannot remember. Because it's true. Rhino, Rhino, Rhino. I said it, but I agree with you. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, saw, I, just, I just saw a banner saying that the National Guard is now heading in. Okay. Yeah, 200. Right. 200. Yeah, we're just going to huh? join them. Yeah. You know. And to Todd's earlier point in Charlottesville with the tiki torches, right? Those white boys were yelling, you will not replace us. Replace us. That's right. right. They, That's right. This is not right. This, and what? Charlottesville happened in 2017 or something like that? So I don't yeah. think that it's anything new. I mean, this is, they're afraid, right? The first senator, the, fir <laughs> the first senator for the state of Georgia at the U.S. level has just won the election for, you know, that's huge. Talking the about- The first senator. Yeah. This is the first senator. I was like- Oh, I'm sorry. The first black senator. First black that's senator what I meant. And the first Jewish senator. You know, well, but the, has the, is he, the, has the, the other one hasn't, is he confirmed already? Bernie. No. No, but it's it's getting there. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Bernie, he he gonna win. I mean, Go so on, you man. you think about you think about their fear, right? You think about the the level of fear that these people have around this, okay? And then you think about the psychological damage that that fear has wrought on our communities right. over the last uh, five hundred years, man. And so then you know you look at all of that and you think to yourself. I mean, there's a reason why when it comes to, to being political, when it comes to like organizing in our community, that it, you know, that we have this really intense reaction to it. And even for those of us who step out there and say, no, this is what we're going to do. There's 10 people behind us that are all like, oh, you shouldn't talk like that, dude. You shouldn't say those things like because, you know, and you can just see it. But this is this is the thing, right? And, it, and I know that we've said this before on this podcast, but it comes right down to it. These guys are in control because they're willing to kill for it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's not, I'm not engaging in hyperbole in saying that there are history books full of the evidence of their murderous intent, right? Yeah. Which is exactly yeah. what's happening right now in, yeah. in the Capitol. There you yeah, go. I mean, there you go. <laughs> You know, okay. this is, I feel like this is white on white crime, right? And and you <laughs> see in the House chamber, you see all these white, you know, elected officials hiding under the chairs, right? They put up like some sort of like cabinet in front of the doors with like Secret Service guys with guns, like ready to shoot anybody who comes through the door. And that's, and to the violence part, I mean, I can't believe that they actually stormed the Capitol. I like, I, I can't. I'm incredulous, I, can. I am. I, I can completely believe it. I mean, to the point you're making, stop and think about this. I mean, and nothing's changed, really. They have committed every single crime against humanity in order to, to, to have this power. That's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. Every single crime against humanity, that they and they have done it, and they're capable of it again. I mean, you know, Anything you can think of, they've done it. Genocide, uh, infanticide, killing children, uh, moving whole populations from one end to the other. I mean, you know, anything you can think of, they've done it. 
you know, so it ain't going to give that power up easily. This know? just came, this just came off of Twitter. Who's that guy there? It's a, it's a, a MAGA dude, somebody that stormed the, the Capitol. I think it was, I don't think it, I think it was a woman. Yeah. Shot in the neck right beside me in the Capitol building. That shit is going down in there. You know, the, the, the Capitol Man. building, let's, let's think here for a, for a second. The Capitol building and the Capitol complex is not just the legislators. It has a huge army of staff people that work really hard to keep not just the space, but the legislature running properly and the making of the laws in a way that's properly run. And that's not just white people running that space. It's black people, too, and Latino people because when you walk to the capitol building and you're inside on the tourist area and even before 9-11 where you can go underground you can see that these are hard-working you know american people to working for our country right and you know they are the ones being attacked it's not just the vice presidents you know because both pence and harris are there were in the capital at the moment and you know nancy pelosi was in the capital as well and all the leadership you know many of the leadership in the country were in there with the exception of loser uh, president right but it's, it's, it's a really dangerous situation that can escalate. And all of a sudden, how long have they been there inside the Capitol for two hours? And the military is not there yet? Like, I so, still have you know, it's about, this. If we can go back to Ernesto's point of commitment, the commitment, what's the objective? What's the objective of these individuals who truly went in there? What is it that they're planned to gain? Okay, they don't want to give up the power. What's the first step? Storming the Capitol, taking it. Second step. Yep. It's to stop the counting, the of, the officiating of the of the delegates. That's the, they they just interrupted Biden fully getting elected. They totally did because the 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 con both houses stopped working because yeah, they the were both college uh, met today. It's it stopped. They 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 literally got what they wanted, which was to get Biden confirmed as president because the electoral college didn't get the opportunity. Didn't get. It was in the process of being counted. Of some Republican senators had already said that they oppose what Arizona, you know, had provided as an electoral college count and all these kinds of things. So they are making literally they're making history. You know, like how 9/11 was a big historical event. This is just as big because even though there's no thousands of people being killed, they're stopping the elections from taking place, from being completed. So is and this a security? Is this a security failure? Failure of course, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. and, of and course. what is so that yeah, opens like up a much time. larger question because that's what uh, for me. What is it really going to happen tomorrow, or the, you know, in a week from then? And we open up our picture. Yeah. You know, let's open it up to worldwide now. Yeah. What? How's this looking from the outside? We've been in yeah. oh, I don't. I don't really care yeah. about that. <laughs> about the I don't care about that. <laughs> Welcome to reality, right? And talk <laughs> I mean, about rights and laws and order. 
I mean, bro, I, this is another huge chip on Biden's back now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, like the like going back to like what Juan, Juan Carlos, oh my God, Juan Carlos was saying, is that like the last time the U.S. Capitol was stormed, right? Or at least like, as I can recall, was the time for the Puerto Rican independence leaders. They came in, they stormed the Capitol, like three of them, and were like, we're like, we want Puerto Rican independence. And they were almost immediately shot, shot and killed. And it's going on for two hours. Like, it, it's not just a failure of capital security, especially because they knew this was going to happen. It's a, fa- it's a failure of them, like, treating white people differently than treating people of color. Like, that's the huge difference, right? Because, like, they had riot gear and, like, looked like they were invading a Middle Eastern country during the Black Lives Matter protest. And that was peaceful. And, you know, they knew this was happening. They knew these people were violent, like seen from Facebook and like whatever, like discourse that they were having. And then they were like, oh, you know, we're just going to have our usual pepper spray, our usual like, you know, little dipsy doodles. It's like, nah, like you got to prepare the same way because people of color are not violent in this country. It is white people and it has always been white people like and they have a monopoly on violence and like i think this is a example of that maybe Uh, maybe what they can do is they can give trump a bible and walk him over to the capitol for a photo op and that shit will be cleared out you know like that within 10 minutes good idea those black lives matter riots are almost are, are basically exclusively police incited versus they let these folks get to this point they let them Go on. Yeah. So I think I think one of the things that is really important to to keep in mind, right, is that like when I watch things like this unfold, I think that Francisco's question is a super important one, right? Because what happens tomorrow? And what I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, sure, they stop the election, but tomorrow or the next day after they clear out the the Capitol, they'll go forward with the election. So it's about stopping the election, but even more than that. It is about, it, it, it is a, a symbolic gesture to thousands of people across this country who believe exactly the same way they, that, that they do, that there is wiggle room for them to behave in this manner, right? Yeah. That there is room for them to, to uh, challenge the, the government in this way. I mean, this is, what this is, is this is a clarion call to rebellion. That's what this is. I mean, and, and that is what it is. And it, you know, 9-11, yeah. But if you ask me, this started in Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Because the thing is, it's not like those guys got away with that, right? Oh, but w- wait a minute. They did get away with it, right? Because they did blow up that building and they, they killed did. hundreds of people, right? Yeah. Sure. They got put in prison for it. But you know what they proved? They proved that you could do it. That's what they proved. You want to know why the police crush Black Lives Matter rallies because they don't want black people thinking that they can actually do it, mm-hmm. right? That's why that brother who was he in in Texas, Carlos, the one that um, oh he was firing up the cops and they had to blow him up with in a Dallas? remote. Yeah, Dallas. I can't remember what his name was. I can't. Yeah, I can't uh, remember that guy's name. I can't remember either, man. I can see his face right now, but yeah, they. It was like the first. I think it was one of the first times that they actually. What was? They used a robot. That's right. With explosives to send him, send him in and blow him up. You know, he like, couldn't, he couldn't go to trial. That's right. He couldn't go to trial 
because yeah. that would have been sending the wrong message, right? Yeah. This is this is a message that's being sent by a group of by a group of people, predominantly white, because I see some black folks in there too. There's probably yeah. there's we know by now there's probably some Latinos in there too. Hey, right? proud boy says a Latino guy running that shit. So that's right. But they put his interestingly enough, they put his ass in jail a couple I of days know. ago. You right? even from DC, right? Yes. Because if that fool was running around inside this crowd, then you I think would see I think you would see the violence go up to another level, right? Yeah, and and like you were saying, Todd, it's like clarion cry, yes, but also I think it's like, like we're white, this is our ultimate level of privilege, right? And the news are saying that they're yelling that the people's house and they're going in there and they're hunting down lawmakers and people within the Capitol, right? That's, that's right. And I think right. that's what it is. It's like, we can do whatever we want and the police ain't coming after us. Yeah. Right. And we own the place, right? And there's a specific statute. It's statute 2384. And, a, you know, the statutory definition of sedition. It is a crime for two or more people within the jurisdiction of the United States to oppose by force the authority of the United States government to prevent, un, uh, hinder, or delay by force the execution of any law of the United States. There you go. Sure looks like sedition to me. Damn, got all legal. Um, I believe I, I like to think of things in terms of crossing lines and levels. So what's going on right now is obviously cross the line in a lot of people's minds. If a lawmaker gets hurt or injured or dead or killed, that's a whole nother level. That's when you can really say, oh, wait, shit ain't, shit's never going to go back. But, you know, it's interesting what you guys were saying about what happens tomorrow, because this all occurred during the middle of a protest of the counting of the votes, right? So tomorrow, do those protests get withdrawn? Are those Republicans still gonna protest the counting of the votes or did they step back and let it happen now? I don't know. Talk about something that would be super distasteful. Not only distasteful, but- That was the portrait, oh, that was the only thing I could no, think of. I, I agree with you, I agree with you, you know, but think about it, this is the first step. Nashville. Can't forget Nashville. That's right. There's, there's definite connection between this and Nashville. That's why, you know, we talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. Psh, you know, what happened after 9-11? There was a lot of security. That's right. How do we, how do we, how's that security going to be handled here at home? Yeah. I mean, look at, look at, look at how much the world changed after 9-11, right? Yeah. The Patriot Act, you know, all of the surveillance laws that went into effect. I mean, for people who weren't already adults by the time that happened, I mean, it's just completely impossible for, the, for them to begin to understand, you know, the way that people started to censor their thoughts and their speech after that, you know. And, you know, we, and we look at this now, but see, the thing is, is that they might pass a whole bunch of laws about this, but they ain't going to enforce them towards these white boys. They're just going to be passing more laws to use to stop brown people from organizing politically, right? From moving forward, you know, culturally and socially. I mean, it's it's all going to be, all of this is a pretext, right? To clamp down on brown communities in the United States that are working towards liberation, that are working towards freedom, um, you know, that are, that are working to like better their own communities. The American flag has been removed from the Capitol and replaced with a Trump flag. 
<laughs> oh lord, this is a real joke. And this addition is a joke. I, I think we should impeach Trump for this, right? I don't think that he should go away in his last couple of weeks unscathed with this. This is purely or, his doing. Or he should be removed under Article 25. Thank you. There you go. I mean, where's where's AOC, right? Where's Rashida Tlaib, right? Where 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 are any of these people right now? Well, I, mean, I don't I don't think they're trying to say where they are because they were in the in the Capitol built. Many of them I don't know I haven't heard her name, but many they were in session. The legislature, the both I, I believe both chambers were in session right they were. now. Can somebody yeah. check the Twitter feed? I'm checking it right now. I was gonna say I ha I've followed a couple Republican legislators who were saying that they were just hiding in place and keeping it very very vague. Yeah, and very private because they don't want to give out extra information to the people that may be in, indoors. And they've been doing this for like two hours. They've been hiding in place for the last two hours. And instead of instead of like telling his supporters to back down or saying that he doesn't condone this, he's just he just tweets remain peaceful. Like yeah, that's the problem. It. That's the problem. He needs to say you need to stand down. You cannot be firing. You cannot be destroying capital police, capital, you know, building property, federal property. You can't be doing that. But he does say he's not. He he's okay with this. This is what he wanted. This is exactly because Vice President Pence, I guess, was not going to stop the, you know, the election process like he, Trump apparently was pressuring him. So he's OK with this. He's I think I, I think loser pendejo Trump is totally OK with this. So it was, Trump's yeah, a virus and Biden's the vaccine. Oh, I think he's about to address the, the Biden is now addressing. Yeah. What's he gonna Biden say? Biden is? Biden? Oh Lord, issues. <laughs> Why? It's Trump Why? who needs it's Trump. Trump, these are his people. But that doesn't mean that nobody else should be able to come. Well, totally true. I'm waiting for Trump. I'm waiting for Trump to say waiting. something. He's not gonna do it. And like, why do we think that he's gonna do anything? He won't. He won't. He's not. Issues. What do you guys what do you guys see on your screen? You I see, see Biden is talking TV right now. feed. I don't see him talking. I don't see him yeah, talking man. either. I'm on ABC and he's talking on ABC. Come on, um, CBS. Give us a program, man. I don't have ABC. NBC. I'm seeing the feed on Twitter too now. I like purposely block most things related to Trump, so I'll just watch it through you guys. Alex, can you share your screen? Try it now. See if you can share it so we can all watch it and listen to it. You disappeared. Yeah, you no disappeared. Sound. Yeah, now we just got the Google screen. Yeah. We, we got audio, but not the, not the screen. Well, turn it up. Turn it up, Alex. Borders 
say before in different contexts. The words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege, to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest. It's insurrection. It's terrorism. You should just say that. It's definitely insurrection. Generally shocked and sad that our nation sedition. You know what? You know what the conspiracy theory is going to be tomorrow, right? None of the people that did this were actually Trump supporters. They were actually liberals and anarchists who were left to make it seem as though Trump supporters were um, were being violent. Yeah, I can promise you that's going to be said. It can't be sedition or insurrection. It's being done by white people. Come on. It's so funny. He's been so nice to what he's saying. Oh, you know, and I like what he's saying, but he's been so nice. And it's like talking to the white people so nicely. I just, it's like, please stop it. I don't like it. Please stop. (laughs) Be nice. You know, we shouldn't stop doing that. And be like, you need to stop right now or you're going to be grounded or going to jail, whatever. I already see this on tw- uh, some folks on Twitter disregarding this all as fake news. And, and I'm not. just like, but how? That's, that's Initially, was going to talk about it's for tonight. But all of you, all of you have been watching what I've been watching. This must be like a replay. At this hour, our democracy is under an unprecedented assault. Unlike anything we've seen in modern times an assault on the Citadel of Liberty, the Capitol itself, an assault on the people's representatives and the Capitol Hill police sworn to protect them and the public servants who work at the heart of our republic, an assault on the rule of law like few times we've ever seen it, An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings, the doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America. He is going to come down on somebody like a ton of bricks after the the 20th. American, and who are them? Venezuelans? Dedicated to lawlessness. What's going to be the reaction of that action? You know, it's chaos. It borders on sedition. Vicious cycle. And it must end now. 
I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege, to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest, it's insurrection. The world's watching. Like so many other Americans, I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation, so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy, has come to such a dark moment. The world's been watching. Through war and strife, America's endured much. And we will endure here and we will prevail again and we'll prevail now. Look, Guatemala earlier this year, the people of Guatemala invaded the legislature too. So they are ahead of these people. Respect the rule of law, just plain, simple decency, the renewal of the politics. It's about solving problems, looking out for one another, not stoking the flames of hate and chaos. As I said, America is about honor, decency, respect, uh, uh, uh. tolerance. There are kids in the That's who we are. <laughs> honor, dignity, tolerance. That's why we murder, genocide. The electoral college vote is supposed to be a sacred ritual, which we affirm purpose is to affirm the majesty of American democracy. But today's reminder, a painful one, that democracy is fragile and to preserve it requires people of goodwill, leaders of the courage to stand up, who are devoted not to the pursuit of power, but or the personal interest pursuits of their own selfish interest at any cost, but of the common good. Think what our children watching television is thinking. Think what the rest of the world is looking at. For nearly two and a half centuries, we the people, in search of a more perfect union, have kept our eyes on that common good. America is so much better than what we've seen today. I Watching think this is America. And it always I've has reminded been. As I prepared other it's, speeches you know, the, the delusion that's going on in this country isn't Abraham just happening Lincoln. at the Capitol right now. It's actually happening in the Congress, states, too. Whose work yeah, I just got, like, Kansas State House was breached Lincoln and said, the Utah governor was just evacuated. It's like, he said, we shall nobly crazy. save 
or merely and look what happened in Pennsylvania, right? Last they, best they wouldn't be newly elected. I think it was a senator. They wouldn't the way is and they kicked out the election governor because he was a Democrat. Generous, just it's happening. Or even the Michigan governor last year. The yep, early in the year, just because of the stay-at-home order. God must forever bless. The way is plain here, too. That's who we are. It's the way of democracy, of respect, of decency, of honor, and commitment as patriots to this nation. Notwithstanding what I saw today and we're seeing today, I remain optimistic about the incredible opportunities. He's kind of just firing. Over There's over never over been over. anything yeah. we can't do. I was going to say, if this was Donald Trump, like talking about liberals and and Black Lives Matter, like we would be thugs and criminals. And I was about to get my man a tissue. I thought he was going to start crying. Independent of the nation. I don't know. Like, I took a class last quarter on, what is it, like, ideologies. And one of the things we had to read was this piece on never, ever, um, ever, ever, ever been a thing ritual. Like, it was basically about, like, ritual and religion. And, like, what he said is, like, exactly that is, like, you know, the U.S. government, like, our form of democracy is all just a ritual that is actually not true, is actually, like, false. And that when we participate in it, then we give it more meaning and we give it more value. And this is just, like, the example of, like, we don't actually have any, like, concrete, like, you know, laws and, like, strength of like this is what a democracy is it's just us all believing in a democracy and all all of us believing that we have a democracy and that we are safe and that you know it's like well, yeah no it's time it's time to act right it's time to put up or shut up you know chickens come home to roost all the above it's just that the moment of truth right it's the moment of truth so I, I mean we're we're kind of coming to the end of the time that we normally allow for this and and i'll be real honest with you i I have a three o'clock appointment. Uh, not that I won't be like glued to this, but my question to you all is this, because I think that we need to bring it back to what it is that we do here at the Reality Dysfunction. What does this mean for the Chicano Latino community, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what does this mean for us, Carlos Hernandez? Oh man, I mean, I'm trying to process it all. <laughs> no, I'm trying to process it all, but I mean, just some quick, quick thoughts is, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on here, man. I mean, there's a lot going on uh, on multiple levels. Um, I think, I mean, just the thing that jumps out, I don't think it's necessarily the, the biggest takeaway, but I think the world is watching and I think even probably the rest of the United States is looking at the huge double standard in treatment. Uh, I think that's just one quick thing that you can take away that's obvious. You just look at the double standard. Uh, I think even people who maybe think of themselves as conservative, not maybe they're alienated from the whole Trump thing, uh, but they still consider themselves conservatives can still look at this and be like, yeah, if that were a different group of people, they would be getting the hell beat out of them, them right now. They'd be taking bodies outside and, and, and you know, they're just big different stream. But on the other end, I mean, man, um, if you're a Republican politician, you got to look at it and think you got to be scared for lots of reasons. Because if they'll storm the Capitol, they'll continue to vote. And they're going right. to vote and vote and vote. So they still have to play. I mean, that, that base just flexed a lot of muscle. When people are willing to, to um, storm a Capitol building, 
they're pretty much willing to do almost anything. And that's the people you got to keep happy. I mean, if you're coming from that political party, so they're in a, they're in a, I mean, that, you know, I could go on and on. There's a whole lot of things, but, but that's just quick things, quick things yeah. I'm thinking about right now. Anyone else? What does this mean uh, for us? We'll be, we'll be blamed for this. You know, Mexicans get blamed for all the problems in the country. So at some point we're going to, they'll find a way to blame us for this. Um, but you know, you were talking earlier about the commitment of some of these people. Uh, I mean, you can't be more committed than to be willing to be shot in the neck for, uh, for what you believe in. So, you know, a lot of people took a lot of flack after 9-11 for saying that the terrorists were in a way warriors because they were willing to die for what they believed in. And I don't know if I would use the word warrior when you talk about killing. But they were committed. But they were committed. Yeah, they, they were, were committed. committed. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about the word commitment, at least it is to me, because when we came on today, I was prepared to talk about the Georgia election. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then all this happened. And one of the things I was talking, I'm going to talk about was how um, Kelly Loeffler is a WNBA owner, right? And players in the WNBA, they wore Vote Warnock shirts, you know, in protest of her running for office, even though she technically owns the team, those players on the team still wore those shirts. So they're, they're pretty committed to be messing with their money. But then I'm kind of thinking right now, I guess, how, how minor that is, even though it's probably big to them, compared to what some of the people who are there right now are risking. You know, it's just um, perspective was changed in a short amount of time, I guess, would be the best way. Yeah. Although, although the thing is, Dan, uh, you know, speaking of the NBA, WNBA, there's a big disparity in the amount of compensation those two uh, groups get, you know, oh, yeah. based on their gender or sex or I'm not sure, but you know what Absolutely. I mean? That uh, whereas with the NBA with, you know, $54 million contracts versus, you know, a big contract probably in the WNBA being one or 2 million. And that's not, and that's a big contract. Whereas the average player there gets, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars or something like that. It's still more than what I'm making. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they probably also have degrees and probably can make similar money, just not playing yeah. basketball. Whereas, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just bringing up the disparity in pay, you know, yeah. between those two, uh, uh, groups of players doing the same game. I mean, I think that one of the things that we really have to think about in, in our community is we have to, you know, we, there's all kinds of organizing that's happening in the, uh, in the Chicano and the Latino community. Right. I mean, there's, you know, people are doing all kinds of organizing. Okay. But we're organizing for everybody else. We're not really, or we're not really organizing for ourselves because even the organizations, right. Like, Mi Familia Vota, uh, you know, or, you know, big organizations like that that do good work registering people. They're registering people to vote for Democrats, man. You know, yeah. and, and in the end, those Democrats, I mean, Joe Biden, whatever. I, I hope that he's safe the same way that I would hope any, you know, any other human being is safe or whatever. But this dude is not going to get for student loans, right? He's not for single payer health care. I mean, he totally su does not support defunding the police, which means moving money into social services to, you know, create a preventative atmosphere. I mean, you know, I think actually if he were in the White House right now and, 
you know, these guys were doing this, they would have opened fire, you know, an hour ago, man. I mean, I don't think he would have been playing around. I think he would have shot these fools down in the street, you know? Mm -hmm. So the point though being is this, right? Is that we, we have to start thinking about like what this means to organize. I mean, and you look at these people who are doing this, they're organizing, right? They're moving a political agenda forward, okay? It doesn't matter if you like the agenda or not, mm -hmm. you know, recognize the process that they're engaged in, right? And then think about how it is that we duplicate the process, not the agenda, right? But the process of politicization within our own community, because that's, that's really where we're, that's where we're failing, y'all. I mean, it just is, you know? And, and I, I think though that we have to recognize, right, the Latinos that we have elected and we need to support them whether they're Democrats or not, right? No, yeah. Carlos Aleman, who was on our show, right? People like AOC, I think we need to continue to support them verbally and be loud about it. And, and additionally, and I think we need to be really like words matter, right? These are not protesters, these are rioters, like these are yeah. terrorists. Donald Trump is a domestic terrorist who's creating more havoc for everybody. Yeah. And, it, and it's really dangerous, right? And it's dangerous for all of us, right? And, and it's important to know that, I mean, as we watch the news feeds, how other people are also making um, it very publicly known that this is not how things were handled back in June or during all the, all the other Black Lives Matter movement. That's right. Protests and marches, right? Just like Charlottesville, nothing happened in Charlottesville, right? And this is well, like- Well, Heather Hare died. I mean, My question now is where's this leave the youth? You know, I mean, the youth is already struggling in the pandemic, right? The youth are still struggling with their education. And now the youth are struggling with the future of their nation. And the foundation of a lot of what has been told to them about democracy, uh, you know, the, this whole summer struggles question, you know, uh, what they have been told about justice. So for me, you know, when we talk about what do our community has to do, in the end, I think that's our greatest asset is our youth. And we have to be aware of how this situation impacts them and, you know, the messages that they're going to come out of this um, with, because in the end, they're the ones who are going to be here, you know, tomorrow. It's their tomorrow, right? Yeah. And it's always, yeah. you know, even apart from us, been hard from be for you know being a young organizer. You're you're stuck in between, um, you know, playing by the rules and getting nothing done, and demanding change now, and being radical and liberal and a snowflake, and and also getting nothing done. Yeah, I think the biggest thing coming from someone who has been to a lot of therapy is like giving young people reassurance that like, or just giving them a goal of being like, you know, you don't have to like support like, you know, X, Y, and Z, but like, there are different options other than like the US democracy system. Like the US isn't the only democracy, right? We can have different kinds of democracies. We can have different forms of government. We can have different forms of economic systems. You know, and like, I think, you know, as someone who has a lot of anxiety and is just like so worried about the future and like, what is it going to mean come, you know, a couple of years? It's like, I, 
I want some sort of guidance. And I think we have a general idea of, of what we would like, like us, you know, nine of us, but, you know, in a general, like organizing, like Latinx community spaces, it's like, we have a general idea of what we want. And, and putting that forward and putting that out there as a, like, this is, this can be the way, even if it's not like, you know, labeled the same ways that we label it, you know, you have to code switch and do all these kind of things. But like, you know, that was what, like, that would be what I would want, right? Because like in high school, I wish someone would have told me like, you know, all this sort of like Chiganx history, all this Latinx history with the US, like all these other things, or even the, just the fact that like, you know, we don't have to have a two party system, we can have a multiple party system, you know, and that's just a basic thing. It's like, I, I think that's the big thing. And, and Nino, as like a teacher, I think that's one of the things that you can do too, is just being like, reassure your students that like, it, it's it's not going to be fine, but it can be better, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's not going to be fine, but it could it could be better. It could be a lot better, right? Okay, y'all, that's that's all the time that we have uh, for right now. This is our first uh, broad, live broadcast of the uh, Reality Dysfunction Let's bring everybody back on so that they can see y'all's beautiful faces. And um, we'll be here. Uh, well, I don't know if we're going to be live. Maybe if something like this happens, but hey, who knows? I mean, this could become a thing, right? Like white boys rioting at the Capitol. Weirder things. So, all right. But in the meantime, you guys stay good. We'll see you all later. And uh, we're out. This is the reality dysfunction. <laughs>